0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Locked On Broncos, brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Now head on over there right now to MyBookie.ag and enter promo code when you sign up. Locked On for up to a one hundred percent deposit bonus when you play today. So today on Locked On Broncos, we're going to talk about our first half of the season, obviously with the Denver Broncos bye week. This weekend, we get a look of, you know, look forward to the New York Giants coming up on Sunday Night Football. But more importantly, let's grade the first half of the season. I dive in, analyze the offense, the defense, the running backs, quarterbacks, tailbacks, wide receivers, whatever it may be defensive line, middle linebacker. We're going to go through and we're going to grade the Denver Broncos areas of the team and see maybe who can step up or maybe who can improve a little bit better or some surprises some early on. First half of the season reactions, obviously four weeks in, we're going we're gonna to cover all that stuff right here. Locked on Broncos. So without further notice, strap in your seatbelts, turn on the radio, jam the volume up. Locked on Broncos starts right now. you are locked on broncos your daily podcast on the denver broncos part of the locked on podcast network all right here we are back again locked on broncos it's a beautiful day thursday here in colorado i'm enjoying the view obviously got a high school football game coming up here in a couple of hours that i got to be at to coach so Lockdown Broncos is coming hard right at you right now. We're going to grade the mid the, the first half of the season for the Denver Broncos in the performance. But before we get to all that, I want to remind you guys that social media is such a huge platform. And I really want you guys to really understand how much social media means to Lockdown Broncos. And like I said, we have our Twitter Tuesday edition every Tuesday where you guys send in questions for the show. And I'll answer them live on air. We're going to do our Fan Friday coming up here. Even starting tomorrow, we're going to do Fan Friday covering fans that love the show. They listen to Lockdown Broncos that make the big show what it is. So Scotty Coleman is the man. He's our next guy up on Fan Friday starting here tomorrow. So I'm very excited about being able to get Scott in the mix a little bit here on Lockdown Broncos. But before all that, be sure to go over to Lockdown Broncos at Lockdown Broncos on Twitter if you're not already and at Cody Rourke NFL. Give me a follow. I'll follow you right back. okay? And I, and I want to start engaging continue to engage with you guys more and more every single chance that I get with all things sports related, Denver Broncos related. You guys send the questions in on Tuesday. Your questions get answered. You want to be on Fan Friday? Send me a DM. Send me a tweet. Tell me why you want to be on there if you'd like to. I know a lot of people get some fright when they get on for an interview. So anytime you want to be on the show for Fan Friday and you want to talk about why you're a Denver Broncos fan and what the Denver Broncos mean to you, go ahead. Send me a message. Send me a tweet. Tweet me. But don't, be, don't forget also, head on over to Pro Football Focus right now. If you're a winner of the Pro Football Focus Edge subscription, if not, you have a chance to win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. Now, the reason you can win this and and the way you have, you have to listen very carefully here, okay? In order for you to be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus membership powered by Pro Football Focus and the Lockdown Podcast Network, you must go to iTunes right now. Go to Lockdown Broncos and, and write a review. Okay, Leave a, leave either a three-star review, one-star review, five-star review, whatever you think it is. Obviously, the, the rating system is on a one-star to a five-star scale. Whatever you think about Lockdown Broncos, leave that review. And also, don't forget to leave your Twitter handle in the comments for Lockdown Broncos, obviously. So in your review, go in, type why you love the show, and then create a little tab that says Pro Football Focus subscription contest, and then enter your Twitter handle there. Pro Football Focus and the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll randomly select one winner to receive a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription that's powered at thirty nine ninety nine. all yours for free. Get your latest access to all the analytical grades of position breakdown at the quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver, offensive line, the guard spot, center, D-line, DBs, name it all. The Denver Broncos. If you want to know statistically who's performing really well based on grade, go over to Pro Football Focus right now if you are the winner of the Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. You never know unless you try, so in order to be eligible, like I said, Head on over to iTunes, leave a review for Locked On Broncos, leave your Twitter handle, tell us why you love the show, and you yourself may be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus and subscription. So let's get started with our show here today, grading the midway or the first half part of the season for the Denver Broncos. We're going to cover that right here, right now. So first let's take a look at the offensive side of the ball for the Denver Broncos and, and and where they're at in the first half of the season, obviously heading into the bye week. There are a lot of good things that we've seen from the Denver Broncos offense this year that is instantaneously better than what the Denver Broncos have been offensively for the last 2 years. So there's there's merit, there's something good in that that we can look at. And obviously there's some areas where the Denver Broncos obviously can improve quite a bit. And I think a lot of that goes with the line play. Now I'll get that to, you know, I'll get to that in just a moment, but I do want to touch base on the fact that we're gonna go through the grades first and I'm gonna explain why. So obviously let's take a look at the first important position right now and that's obviously quarterback now. Trevor Simeon's played pretty well. He's you know he's leading the Bronx to a three one record. Vance Joseph himself came out you know this week and even told him Trevor's playing well. He's playing well. There's some of his interceptions, obviously a few of them are tipped, but they're not ball placement in any means. One's just a throwaway the other ones are tipped or you know or, or dropped you know you, you fall in your route and, and Vance Joseph's absolutely correct. Now there are things that Trevor Simeon has to do a lot better of and it's not holding on to the football long enough now the, the thing with Trevor Simeon is this year he's had no issue getting off to hot starts you know but I think as the game progresses you know and he faces different kind of adjustments from defenses and blitzes that that's just the young guy in Trevor Simeon the young inexperienced quarterback who's in his second year as a starting quarterback in the National Football League him going through progressions and reads now as, as the second half comes along obviously we've we've seen him struggle in the last Napa, no. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends ten thirty 2 weeks, not necessarily week one against the Chargers or necessarily even week two against the Cowboys. We've seen them struggle second half primarily against the Buffalo Bills and the Oakland Raiders. Now, going back and watching the film, like I said, I've broken down the film probably each film, each game film probably five or six times and, and there are a lot of instances where Trevor Simeon in those two games against obviously Buffalo and the Oakland Raiders where they hold the ball a little too much, where, where he's kind of hesitant or he hears footsteps and then he tries to tuck and run it. And, and we've seen in the first half against Buffalo, when he'd scramble, he'd feel pressure, he'd roll out and he'd still have his eyes downfield looking for a receiver, you know, in a way that we described it as Aaron Rodgers-esque with his vision and his ability. Now, you know, the other elements that where we've seen Trevor Simeon struggle is that when he started to do that, he started to become a little timid when running out in the second half, especially when facing pressure, backside blitzes, safety blitzes, corner blitzes, whatever they may be throwing at him. And that's where we're starting to see him struggle a bit, take a little more time to get the ball. Out, and he's also taking a little bit more hits. To and what we need our quarterback to be taken. And I think a lot of it is, you know, the offensive line has struggles in some areas, but a lot of it is Trevor Simeon also puts himself out there in order to receive hits, and that's kind of an area of concern. But if I degrade Trevor Simeon's performance so far through four games at a three and one record for the Denver Broncos, my original thought would be that Trevor Simeon. I'm giving him a B minus, right? I'm giving him a B minus strictly because of. The play against Buffalo, how he played against Buffalo, he did okay. He didn't make any really any mistakes against the Oakland Raiders, so I, I graded him out at a B for the Oakland Raiders game. I graded him out as an A for the Dallas Cowboys game, and you know I graded him out as a C for the Buffalo Bills. And he kind of regressed in that game. We saw a little bit of what we saw from him last year, and it's just inexperienced. But he's got a great coaching staff, obviously with with uh you know Bill Musgrave and Mike McCoy that are coaching him up. And he's he's very cerebral. He's very you know Von Miller describes him as very Peyton Manning esque. So I would grade Trevor Simeon so far uh, at the quarterback position a B minus so far heading into the bye week. Now, running backs, I'm going to give them uh, a B plus and they played really well this year. They've, they've been very consistent. Um, You know, we just haven't had a huge breakaway touchdown yet, and that's the only reason they don't have an A, but they've played well. They, they've broken off some big runs, but not the big open one that opens up and, and pretty much puts a game away. we we still got to see some of that. Receivers a little bit, I'd, I'd grade them. More than likely, uh, Benny Fowler would get an A in my book, but Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, they, they played really well against, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, but we haven't seen a lot of, you know, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders in the last couple of weeks, obviously against the Raiders in the Bills. So I'd grade receiver play right now as well as a B-minus or a C-plus in the offensive line. I'd grade them probably at a B-minus as well with the exception of Menelik Watson. Now, you know, you got to factor in Max Garcia. You got to factor in Menelik Watson, you know, and those are the guys that have struggled tremendously on the offensive line. Garrett Bulls has done pretty well for a rookie, you know, and obviously Matt Paradise is one of the best centers in the National Football League. He's done really well in in terms of holding his ground and being that anchor. There's several times where he's gotten you know pushed off the ball or blown back especially with a stunning linebacker but overall you don't really see him making a lot of mistakes that are detrimental to the safety of you know your quarterback and then obviously the offensive flow and the game plan now Manelik Watson is a guy who's, who's one of the weak links on the Denver Broncos offensive line now, outside of Max Garcia you know Manelik Watson has given up a lot of sacks this year he's given up I believe five total sacks in just four games he gave up two to obviously Joey Bosa and, and, and Melvin Ingram you know or actually he gave up three sacks he gave up two to Joey Bosa and one to Melvin Ingram and in one game and then he, he gave up multiple sack you know throughout the year I thought he did a little bit better against the Oakland Raiders except for one time where you know Khalil Mack came in and, and shut things down quite you know right away but you know I don't know if that's just experience playing against Khalil Mack or if he is improving and the thing that we have to look at here is you know we saw Manalik Watson go out of the game with an injury and Donald Stevenson came into the game and at that point I was very worried you know I was like okay well now Manalik Watson's out maybe we, Donald Stevenson will be a guy who holds up a tackle well Donald Stevenson on his first play gets blown by by Khalil Mack and it's not even close it is it is the ugliest pass pro I've ever seen from a tackle ever since Russell Okun or even, you know, last year with Donald Stevenson. And he gave up a sack and Trevor Simeon took a major shot and he almost fumbled the ball. You know, they called it they called it a fumble originally and then it was, you know, his knee was ruled down. So I think the Denver Broncos got lucky in that regard as well. So tight end play, I'd rate them at, at about a B. You know, they've been very involved in terms of, you know, I think Virgil Green's done some good things in the run blocking game as well. As you know, you have A.J. Derby, Jeff Hireman, who've who've caught some big passes, who have helped in the block game, especially chipping outside pass rushers. I think that's been a big element, you know, that's helped the Denver Broncos pass protection overall, you know, going forward this season. So I think that's going to be a big key that we need to keep an eye on, obviously, is tight end play. Do we have a tight end that's going to come out here and make a big play? We saw AJ Derby make that play last week out of the fullback position, making a one-handed touchdown snag from Trevor Simeon. So tight end plays got to get a little bit more involved. I think that'll be a great element of surprise if the Denver Broncos can find a weapon there at tight end, especially when teams are trying to take away Emmanuel Sanders and obviously Demaryius Thomas. Now, Benny Fowler has emerged very well a wide receiver. Like I said, so before we get to the defensive side of the ball, I want to take the time to tell you guys about mybookie.ag. Now, I'm a big guy. Obviously, you guys have if, you if you've been listening to me on Lockdown Bronx, I talk a lot about sports books. I talk a lot about mybookie.ag. Now, I bet I bet money every week on football, and, and during the season we do we do the weekly pick'em. But I also like to bet on games and situations, and obviously spreads and things like that. So mybookie.ag has you covered. If you go over to mybookie.ag right now and you're interested in signing up, if you go through and you do sign up, you enter promo code locked on. And when you do that, you receive up to a 100% deposit bonus on whatever you deposit as your first time pay. Now, the good thing about that is if you donate. If you pretty much not donate, if you sign up and you contribute $200, okay, mybookie.ag will match you with $200 alone. So you're coming in with $400 plus so $200 of free cash that you can use in live betting and sports games. And the reason I use mybookie.ag is because they're very reliable. They're one of the most trustworthy sports books out there. Obviously with the world of fantasy sports, the element that we experience with fantasy. Duel, DraftKings, and Insider Trading. You know, you got these guys who are experts or have insider information and they have the formulas for all these things in order to win money. Well, no more of that. Obviously, myboogie.ag is very reliable, very trustworthy, and I wouldn't trust anybody else with my sports betting money than them. And the good thing about them is they pay you very quickly. As soon as you win, no more waiting a week to two weeks in order to get your paycheck from, Fan, you know, FanDuel or, or DraftKings. You get your payout within 48 hours of your winning. So that's a great news over there with myboogie.ag. Head over there right now enter promo code LOCKEDON from up to a 100% deposit bonus. Tell them Lockdown Broncos sent you part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, MyBookie.ag. Head on over there right now. Now we dive in on to the defensive side of the ball, where the Denver Broncos defense has been a strong point for the Denver Broncos, obviously over the last several years in the Mile High City. Now the defense is back, and they're doing the same things they've been doing. They've been getting under opponent's skin, and let me tell you why. Now a lot of people are overreacting or overanalyzing the secondary. You know, by my, myself, I'm looking at different different coverage situations off coverage, things like that. And part of the time during the games, I get worried. Then when I go back and I watch film, I I see that it's part of the game plan. And I see what Vance Joseph and obviously Joe Woods are trying to do with the defense. So we are going to grade the Denver Broncos defense. Obviously, the run game right now, I'm giving that an A+. One of the best starts in, in NFL league history in terms of stopping the opposing team's run. The Broncos have held four running backs for four opposing teams to a total of 50 carries for a total of 90 yards accumulated and Melvin Gordon had 54 of those yards in week one and then the Denver Broncos got it going over there. Now why is the Denver Broncos run defense so much better this year? Now I'm going to break that down for you. Obviously you have Von Miller and Shaquille Barrett who've been absolutely phenomenal on the edge and now I I can't help but wonder what's going to be like when Shane Ray comes back and rotates. I think it'll be a lot better. I see DeMarcus Walker getting pushed out of the rotation a little bit but I, you know Shaquille Barrett's got that spot on lock and and Shane Ray's going to come in rotationally and help contribute when he can. So I, I see the outside guys playing a big factor in that and, and why they've stopped the run especially the Von Miller side teams don't want to run to Von Miller side that much and they try to go for Shane, uh, Shaquille Barrett well Shaquille Barrett is, is almost as good at stopping the run as Von Miller so now you have a two-headed monster on the outside now we look at where the Denver Broncos were gassed last year and we look at the interior tackle spot obviously they had Sylvester Williams last year at nose tackle now they have a veteran guy by the name of Domitav Pecco and, and I tell you what watching Domata Pecco he is absolutely stellar in terms of what the Denver Broncos need on this defense and when stopping the run and he's not by over, you know, by any means this overly huge guy. No, he's very physical and he's got this mean mentality when he plays the game of football and you have obviously Derek Wolf and Adam Gotsis has been a guy who's came in and he's impressed me quite a bit, especially after last year where we didn't see as much from Gotsis as we hoped and and I heard a lot of things over the offseason that he actually got in the weight room and I think the weight rooms benefited him a lot. I was told he had to pretty much live in the weight room if he wanted to make the team. So he's made the team and Adam Gotzas has been playing pretty well, especially for the defense. And now obviously you've got guys like Zach Kerr coming back from injury. You know, think about it, you still don't even have Jared Crick completely back from injury as well at defensive end. You have guys like Asimetabali, uh, you know, you got Todd Davis, you got Brandon Marshall on the inside. Todd Davis and Brandon Marshall have been phenomenal in stopping the run this year. Now teams are gonna try to isolate them a little bit more when they're in their base package to try to throw on them, but overall I would rate the D line play as an A, uh an A, close to an A plus, inside linebackers outside of the exception where Todd Davis got burnt one time on the inside and in coverage against the Los Angeles Chargers I would grade the Denver Broncos inside linebacker play about a B plus I think it's been very stellar very phenomenal and obviously I'm, I'm going to rate the secondary an A and the reason I say that is despite Darian Stewart getting burnt a couple times Bradley Roby having a blown coverage and Will Park struggling a little bit I think the anchors of the secondary are obviously Chris Harris Jr. you have Bradley Roby, a key to leave and Darian Stewart now Justin Simmons has been playing absolutely stellar this year and he's been very underrated he had one of the best graded games for the Denver Broncos in the secondary last week against the Oakland Raiders according to Pro Football Focus, which you can receive a free Pro Football Focus and subscription if you leave a review for Lockdown Broncos on iTunes and you leave your Twitter handle. I had to get that plug in there real quick, but yeah, Justin Simmons has been playing phenomenal. Obviously, he high pointed the ball on Amari Cooper this past week to get the interception that sealed the game for the Denver Broncos to win 16-10 over the Oakland Raiders. Now, Will Parks has been a guy who struggled a little bit and teams kind of went at him, you know, with Jason Witten. Also, you know, just with some speedy slot guy. So uh, Will Parks has a lot of growing up to do. He's going to do, he's going to be fine though. I think he's going to, He's you know, Marcus Robertson, the defensive backs coach for the Denver Broncos has done a very phenomenal job with the defensive back unit. They still work a lot closely with Joe Woods. Obviously as Joe Woods is the D coordinator, he was the defensive backs coach last year as Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator for the Broncos last year. You know, I, I'd grade the Denver Broncos defense like I said at about a, a B plus or an A. I think overall that's their strong point and they can come out on the field. Now there are times where I think teams are going to start utilizing a quicker pass game, you know, going against them. And so the Denver Broncos, I think, are going to work on a lot of stuff during the bye week, get some guys healthy, obviously. Shane Ray will be returning soon. He got the screws taken out of his hand, so he's ready. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he's, he's hyped up and he's ready to go. And I think we're going to see his return on Monday Night Football against the Kansas City Chiefs when Denver has to travel down there in just a few weeks here. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh... Well, uh, honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. <laughs> GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. So that's an exciting thing to watch out. Now, the other element I want to analyze is special teams, and I'm only going to talk about a couple guys here because these are the guys that primarily make the plays on special teams. I agree. Isaiah McKenzie, a B-plus in his return game ability. You know, he's a, he's a difference maker. I, like I said, I predict on Sunday Night Football when the Denver Broncos play the New York Giants, he's going to bust one out for a touchdown. He had one this last week against the Raiders, got Back, obviously Jamal Carter as well uh, with a holding call there. But Brandon McManus, I would grade him as a C minus. Now Brandon McManus has been very disappointing to me, and he even himself tweeted out this week, at, you know, heading into the bye week that he is embarrassed by how he's played. It's embarrassing, and this isn't the Brandon McManus we're used to. He's missed easy field goals. He doesn't look like he's out there. I don't know if it's the holder. I don't know what it may be. But Brandon McManus has not looked like himself. Uh, he's made a he's made consistent. He had a great you know day kicking field goals against the Dallas Cowboys. Now he struggled making a 29 yard chip shot field goal against the Oakland Raiders and that stuff right there absolutely concerns me and we've just seen him miss too many field goals you know after getting a, a big contract from the Denver Broncos week one against the Los Angeles Chargers prior to the game he got the contract extension and now we haven't seen Brandon McManus you know perform to the best of his capabilities that we're used to seeing him now we're starting to see the Brandon McManus that we saw a little bit when Connor Barth was here for the Denver Broncos and they were having a kicking competition between the two and he struggled you know Brandon McManus you know came in and was kind of inconsistent and we've seen Brandon McManus had these weird field goals that he's missed. Obviously we saw it a couple years ago against the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night football, the wide left one. and those things continue to baffle me a little bit. So I'm hoping Brandon McManus gets his head on I don't know what it is. If any of you guys have seen Blue Mountain State, maybe he can try Harmon's little uh you know remedy that he did. You know, obviously field goal kickers have these traditions, these remedies, they got to follow in order to be effective on game day. So maybe he's got to call up the Tedesco over there at Blue Mountain State for a little bit of vice in there. Maybe Denise Richards can give him a call and tell him, hey, this is what you got to do in order to get it going, obviously. And to kick the Denver Broncos, obviously, some more points on the board. Obviously, when you miss field goals, you give the team the other chance to score. And that can definitely turn the tide of a game. So if the Denver Broncos, you know, would have ended up losing 17-16 against the Oakland Raiders last week, that would have been on Brandon McMahon's because the score would have been 19-17. to if, in fact... McManus made the field goal and if the Oakland Raiders came down to score the ball. So I don't like to play the what-if game, like I said. My man, Jay Carey, who listened to this, he, he laughed when I said we should not shoot all over ourselves. So, you know, ideally, looking at the Denver Broncos special teams unit, Jordan Taylor's been a guy at gunner. Cody Latimer's been huge at gunner. He's been a big playmaker, especially with turning the tide of the game on special teams, getting down there on punt and obviously punt return. Obviously, uh, Jordan Taylor was very aware when Marquette King tried to fake, which was an absolutely dumb play call. Jordan Taylor sniffed it out, and you didn't fool him, and then Sunshine made a big play, and he can earn his spot on this roster continually by playing on special teams, and obviously with Cody Latimer as well, so I would grade special teams play for the Denver Broncos overall as a unit, you know, kickoff, kick return, punt return, punt, and obviously the field goal game, you gotta factor in, I gave it probably a B-minus, maybe a C-plus overall, just because of Brandon McManus continued struggles a little bit. Now, Riley Dixon has done a phenomenal job punting the ball, in my opinion, but uh, I think the Denver Broncos got a lot of areas that they are going to go back on film, watch and say, look, this is what we need to improve. We can't do this anymore. This is what we should be doing. And I think they're going to come out on Sunday Night Football against the, Monday, uh, against the New York Giants. And I think they're going to open a can of Broncos football all over them, and we're going to run wild in the Rocky Mountains all over the Giants as well. Eli Manning, Ben McAdoo, Odell Beckham Jr. comes to town, and he's going to get frustrated when he actually has to go against a corner of the of the caliber of Chris Harris Jr. keep to leave. It's going to be a fun matchup. You can catch that as well. Obviously, we're going to look forward to Fan Friday tomorrow. I'm going to call my boy Scotty up and see if he's available to interview if not you may be eligible so send me a tweet if you want to be on fan Friday potentially tomorrow or next week send me a tweet at Cody Rourke NFL at Lockdown Broncos and don't forget to follow go over there leave a review on iTunes for your chance to win a pro football focus and subscription so tonight's episode is brought to you by mybookie.ag once again this is your host Cody Rourke I love all you guys saying good night and go Broncos